Hello guys, how you doing? Well, today, for the first time ever, I would not add a title in my review. I want to keep this a surprise. So, I just started watching this anime not too long ago. I heard so many good things about it, you know, I just, I, <laughs> I, I, I watched this anime based on openings that I saw. Which I'm not going to include one of them even today of what I got me into the show. But right now, it's going to be paced a little bit differently today. So, let's get to this review. It's going to be a long review. It's jam-packed, full of content for me to cover. Let's get into it. Let's start with that opening, shall we? Surprise, fairy tale. Um, like I said, I already, I already started watching this anime based on an opening. That won't not be until way, way later seasons. Some of you may know what they are, but I'm not going to go into that right now. Now, in terms of opening one, I think the, the opening one is really quite nice. Um, it shows off the main five characters, mostly the four fighting ones. And it looks really damn cool. Um, right at the opening. I thought the opening was really well done in terms of animation. This song was really well done as well. So let's now let's let's talk about art style animation. So um I really love the style that this anime is pulling off with every character. The characters move so fluid in motion, especially in the action sequences. Um I thought that it looked so crisp and so smooth and it looked great. The only complaint that I have, I guess it just must be me, some of the animations do repeat. Um, especially, I noticed with a lot with Lucy and Natsu's animations, with her summoning her celestial spirits and um, Natsu doing his fire magic. And some with Grey, too. Um, is that I think all the main characters' um, magic do repeat um, animations. I noticed it more with Lucy and Natsu's magic. While I don't. I, I love the animations. It does kind of get repetitive, but it's not that bad. Um, and anime based on magic, they really don't need to mess that up. And for the most part, I thought the animation 
was great. I loved the animation and the art style was really quite nice. It's is um self it was like it's not self shaded. It's really well drawn environments. Um you know what? It reminds me a whole lot of One Piece. Now I wanna say this right now, I don't get a One Piece vibe vibes with fairy tale. Do I see similarities? Yes. But I'm not here to compare One Piece and Fairy Tale. I think, I think both art styles do look pretty similar, and I do like One Piece's art style. By the way, it's gonna be for a future review in the future. But anyway, art, art, animation, art style I really quite liked. Next is sound and voice acting. All right, so sound and voice acting. This one's pretty, um, pretty, pretty straightforward and interesting. Um, now let's talk about the the um, score. The musical score that plays. Um, I think the score is really quite nice. Um, the fight themes are really, really cool. The sad moments in the show, when the music plays during the sad moments, is actually quite good. It actually gets you emotionally invested. Um, and the voice and the, like I said, the um, action scenes with the music been playing being played, it's like yes, you're about to see shit go down. And I really like the um, fighting music as well. It's really top notch and really well done for that um voice acting it's okay i mean i I, so far funimation hasn't really disappointed me too much in terms of um, voice acting for me on my end um for the dub at least so for me the voice acting is fine but i think the music is phenomenal um the the um the one that shows opening card title or name of the episode that's really cool um and it's just quite it's 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 pretty good. All right, next is the big bloated one: story and characters. All right, so I told you this is gonna be action packed, right? So here's the thing. Straight off the bat, this first season is very easy to review, but at the same time, it is so difficult. And to me, it is easy to review based on the format that has been laid out to me when I was watching this. This the first season of Fairy Tale has forty-eight episodes, but it, it was paced very, very well to um, to just to do different story arcs, but don't feel like feel like filler. The main problem with animes like this and with long episode series such, such as this is pacing and filler. And for the most part, I thought the story flowed very, very well. And you did have filler episodes, but they were nice and funny, which I'll give the writing this. I'm going to say this right off the bat. I think the writing in the show is really well done. Um, the, the show has a lot of good humor to it. And it's a really, really funny anime a lot of the time. Um... It's a little bit more kid friendly, but I don't mind this too much. They do have some adult jokes in there too, which is pretty pretty funny. Um, so I think the story, I think the writing is well done. Now, what is the lore? What is the story? Basically, in a world in a world called Fiore, there is a kingdom or a land or country that is evolves around magic. There are people that study magic that practice magic and the people that started created this magic the beginning of forming guilds out in fiore all kinds of different kinds of guilds and the main story is focusing on 
one particular guild in Tyrone named Fairy Tail, which created a legend, supposedly. So, that's right off straight to bat. That's where you get the, the main the um, the main title of the, the anime in general is Fairy Tail, based on the Fairy Tail Guild. Now, the anime goes into more of the backstory, and this is where the anime gets so bloated for me, and it gets so difficult. Um, I think I may have a problem later seasons. But, it was... So, here's how this is going to be laid out. For me, to you. I'm going to have several different sections here. More than normal. Because I have... Let me see here in my notes here. I have several categories. One, two, three, four, five, six categories. Just for story alone and then my conclusion. The main reason why I'm doing that is... Like I said, we got... Five different arcs. Four to five different arcs. And and each one, each story arc is based is based around a character. Which is really well done by the way, but I'll get into that in a little bit. So I'll talk about the first arc first. So I'm gonna put this right here in the first arc. Um the first arc is just introduction to um Lucy, who is a um a girl whose dream it is to join Fairy Tale. And then she comes across a fire-breathing wither named Natsu and his flying cat feline friend named Happy. And then she joins Fairy Tail and our journey begins. So basically, the story is about her joining Fairy Tail. Her dream was to join Fairy Tail. And we don't know much about her, barely at all, which we will go into that later. So the first 12 episodes of the season is basically introducing you to the world, introducing you to the characters, knowing who they are, and then you go into their backstories later. So first character we talk about here today is Gray's character arc. Alright, Gray's character arc. So Gray is the ice-wielding fairy, um, wizard in fairy tale. One of the most powerful out of the four main characters. One of them. Out of the four out of the, um, the four fighting ones. Um, which is pretty funny. Um, he would get naked very quite often, which added a humorous side of things to his to his character. Um, he sometimes randomly when he's doing magic or just walking around. He just gets naked. I don't understand that very well. But it's pretty still pretty funny. Now, so how do we get Gray's backstory? Well, Lucy, not soon happy, decided to to accept a very very difficult contract. So here's how it works: retail guilds have contracts. That they can perform to get uh, money to pay off their bills or do whatever they want to do. That's how the fairy tale wizards make money. And so Lucy, Natsu, and Happy accepted a very, very difficult contract, which is which, um, which that that contract is them trying to lift a curse from an island, which is really quite interesting in general. Um, but Gray ending up going up there to try to bring them back, and then Urza came over there to try to bring them back. It's just, it's just, that's the point. I'll talk about Urza, like, way later. But, um, so, they were investigating why these people turn into these demon monsters. And how the, the moon is turning purple, and why is good to everything going on. Well, they're investigating a temple, which the, the, um, visitors were not allowed to go towards. And they found a big, big demon encased in ice. Which gave some realization to Gray. Gray, his backstory is that he had a master. 
name. I'm trying to remember her name. That's the main problem with Fairy Tale with me. They have so many characters that I can't remember all the characters' names that they introduced. Um, really, um, hold on. I think. Er, er, your, I think. Your or your. Um, she trained Gray to do um, ice magic. She, she, he, she was his mentor. Um, even taught him to get naked a few times, which is quite weird. But anyway, so that demon that was encased in the ice was the one that destroyed Gray's um, hometown. He, he just completely demolished it, and or encased herself in ice to um, to not only to basically sacrifice herself in order to keep the demon sealed so he won't be broken free and cause havoc ever again. But, at the same time, in this story arc, Grey also had a, a rival named Leon. Leon was also her, one of her students, and he wanted to revive the demon so he can prove that he can be the best wizard that has ever lived by defeating the demon that destroyed his home and killed his master. So that's what he felt like he felt like he like he needed to do in order to prove that he was a good wizard. But at the end Grey told him to say, hey, no, she's alive. She 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 she's encased in that ice right now, keeping the demon at bay. Don't do this. Don't please don't do this. And at the end he convinced Leon that it was not a good idea to let that demon out. Um and and let me tell you, I think the writing was really well done here. Um, you kind of feel for Grey and Leon as their master sacrificed herself to not only save her children, because her her child, her daughter, died, or she thought she died. I'll talk about that, like, way later. But, like, she thought her daughter died, and she wanted to raise children. But raise children. She basically wanted, wanted children again. So that's why she, like... Taught Gray and Leon her, um, her ice magic wielding ways because she felt bad because of what happened to her daughter. Um, and it, I thought, it was really, really well written, and uh, I liked Gray's backstory quite a lot. Um, it, it was, it was really well done, and I thought the cursed island arc was really well, really, really quite entertaining. I think the later arcs get even more entertaining, more action-packed, but it was still quite, quite cool, um, and I really enjoyed it. So Gray, his character arc was really engaging. Next is Lucy's backstory. All right, Lucy's backstory. My second out of seven categories. <laughs> It, Lucy is the, the one of the main characters that you first walk into when you when you first introduce into the show besides not too unhappy but um she ended up getting kidnapped by a dark guild called the Phantom Lord Guild which is a rival to fairy tale and why was she getting why was she getting kidnapped and what was this guild doing there's a reason to why she was being kidnapped right well, she got kidnapped because she's a, she is a princess of a famous king. Her father is a very, very famous king of the Hartfilla family. And the Dark Lord Phantom Guild wanted to turn her in to get paid good get paid good money 
to um, basically escort her to back to her father away from the fairy tale guild and everything. Because her father found out where she was and then he hired a guild to go find her, which as a result, the Phantom Lord guild caused nothing but destruction. They threatened to throw up the town where fairy tale was at. And he, he actually blown up the fairy tale guild, um, guild hall with, an, with a character called uh, Gajil, uh, Gajil, I can't say his name, Gajil or something. That's another thing. Gajil, I think that's how you say his name. Um, which I'm gonna, t- I'm not gonna talk about him just yet, but um, but there were some flashbacks here that I talked about. Um, there's like flashbacks during this arc about how she, she said, "Hey, I made this for you, Daddy." He said, hey, "Get away, I'm busy." Like she tried to love her father much she could, but he was too busy, you know, trying to um, protect her and just have her have her, her place in line to take care of the throne. When she, 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 he basically pushed her away. And throughout the season, before this arc even started, she started writing letters um, to her mother, which her mother died unfortunately when she was very young, and. Um, her father didn't treat her very well. She felt lonely. That's why she joined the Fairy Tale Guild. Um, and the Phantom Lord Guild kidnapped her, like I said, kidnapped her and um, held, held the Fairy Tale Guild hostage so he could turn her in. And um, it has some epic battles going on here um, with Kajil and Natsu, which was a great, uh, oh my goodness, it was a great fight. Um, both of them are badasses, and um, I think both were great, great character designs. And I thought the fight was well done. Um, one of the best bright spots of this entire one of the best parts of this arc was that fight. And Moltorov versus the Phantom Lord Guild leader. Um, that was pretty good. Um, but I think Gajil and uh, Natsu's false fight was really well done and so intense. I think the main thing that this show does very well is Natsu's fighting sequences because he's a big part of the of the show, which I'll talk about way later with him. But um, yeah, this the story arc was really quite interesting, and uh, there's a nice a nice backstory to Lucy, in which we finally know what's going on with her, and um, she ended up going back to her father, but she basically told him off and said, "Hey, I'm going my own way now. I have my own family now." And you, there's nothing you can do about it. And that was really cool. Um, so, the story arc for Lucy, really well done. I really enjoyed it. Next, you know what? I'm just going to combine these two because this one's really short. Happy. So, Happy is the, bur- the um, cat, cat, the cat that can fly, the blue cat that can fly. Um, so, basically, his backstory is ooh, how did he came to be? Well, he was a, he's hatched from an egg and raised my Natsu. Basically, like a Natsu. That's who was basically his father, and another character I want to talk about later was his mama. So that's how Happy became to be, and that's how why Natsu and Happy have such a great bond. Because basically, Natsu raised him from an egg, and um, and that's why the chemistry between Happy and Natsu are so strong. So they do a little bit of Happy, and you know what? It's cool because I think Happy is a pretty funny character. He's basically comic comic relief. Um, but yeah, next is to me the um, 
to me, the best backstory arc that we introduced so far, which is Urza's backstory or arc. Now Urza's backstory. Now Urza is a character that for a long time from our eyes when we first saw her she says a badass hard warden hard eyed warrior that that stands for rules and defiance in the guild. She the one that enforces the rules. She's a hardened badass. However, Urza with her story arc here made her did something that I think was done brilliantly well. It made her vulnerable. It made her realize that hey, she is she. There's something underneath that hardened stare, underneath that hard exterior. There's a person inside there, and I think this art was beautifully written. It was well written, like the other story arcs here. It's still my favorite one. Um, and to introduce one of my favorite side characters in the in the show. I'll talk about that later on with side characters. Um, but so 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 what's this arc here with Urza's backstory being introduced here? Um, with this, the Tower of Heaven, which is basically a um, a the Tower of Heaven is a is a big magical tower that is used to revive a, a dark entity called Zeroth, which is a demon. Um, so, one of the characters in the Tower of Heaven was trying to use Urza as a sacrifice in order to revive Zerf. Now, what does Urza have to do with anything? Why is she going back? What was the reason? Well, when she was a little girl, she was kidding. She was placed in a, basically a concentration camp or a prison to, to you know, under Coach's rule to basically revive Zeroth. They she was there as a prisoner. And you basically used like slave labor to try and revive Zeroth, what these coaches were trying to do. But eventually she she um she fought back, led a rebellion and uh, fought back and and she fled. Her friends didn't go with her at the time. Um because of their uh, friend Jalal. Jalal was the one that um, said that she portrayed them and when she really really didn't Jalal was possessed by demons it was Zeroth you know trying to you know bring Zeroth back to life um and she felt she missed her friends she could tell that she did but she buried it so deep inside that when she met her friends for the first time she burst up crying and Jalal which is her one of her big best friends um he he she was he was not acting the same the same person that he was when she first met him which was a kind-hearted uh, little boy and he just turned to the dark side and um she felt for the first time ever in the show he, she actually seen her cry which was absolutely crazy because at that point you didn't see her show any emotions at all and um and of course, Natsu is there to defend Urza and fight Jalal um, on the top of the Tower of Heaven. And um, it was it was really well done. I think Urza, it showed how vulnerable she was. It showed 
that she can be there's something underneath that that, that armor um, which Ursula's power is um, she can equip uh, armor and swords to anything she desires or in different battle stances which is actually really cool um, she's, she's like I said she's a warrior type of warrior armor sword magic which is pretty dang cool actually reminds me a whole lot of um, magic you always see from Final Fantasy which is actually pretty cool um, so her powers are really really cool and in my opinion she's my favorite female protagonist I like Lucy but I think Ursa is just even better but she's she's a badass and she's freaking gorgeous at the same time um, so and she cares about her friends and that's one thing that this show does very well is that everybody cares for one another so Ursa great story arc great 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 story arc now no Natsu's backstory arc okay so I phrased that as a question Natsu's backstory arc so why not put that as a question Natsu don't have a backstory or arc. Now, here's the thing. Um, he does have a backstory, but he doesn't have an arc. So, let me explain this. Um, they explained that Natsu is a dragon slayer. He is he is taught magic from a dragon, which dragons are very, very powerful. In his universe, that, that, that teach long, powerful magic. And the dragons disappeared. Um, and... That's it. That's it for the backstory. For, well, so far, at least for me, with Natsu. Now, I love Natsu. I mean, he is funny. He is a badass. And he cares about his friends. He's also comic relief. And he's also so damn cool in the way he acts. I like Natsu a lot. And he's my favorite character out of the entire show. However, season one, they did not introduce everything with Natsu and I think that's not I guess that's not a bad thing um but he he was um trained by a, a dragon named um dang what is this dragon uh, see I can't see so many character names Igneal, okay. Igneal was Natsu's basically his master. And here's the thing, unlike Ur with um, Grey, the dragons disappeared. Even even um, in this season they explained that the dragons disappeared. Why did the dragons disappear? Why is Natsu so powerful? Why is that? There's multiple dragon slayers. You you gotta introduce another one with Gajil. Who are these dragon dragon slayers? Apparently, they were the ones that trained got trained from a dragon. It can defeat a dragon because how powerful they are. Because dragons are very very powerful. But what happened to the dragons? That's the thing that has actually got me forward here. Is Natsu specifically because he has so much mystery to him that you want to know what happened to the dragons. Why did they disappear? 
what is so monumental about Natsu and the Dragon Slayers, what is so important about them. Now, a lot of you listening to this will know the answer to this. From what my first experience was season one and season two, I already watched season two, is that I don't know. I don't know what is so major about the dragons right now, or the dragon slayers. It's just based on what I've read, or what I've seen. Which, at the same time, it is compelling, because I want to see how this plays out. Because it's it's a great mystery, and I love Natsu so much as a character, I want to see more of him. And I think, later on, maybe, I'm not entirely sure, they, something major may happen with that character. Like I said, I'm not entirely sure, because I'm going to this series completely blind. But so far with what I've liked about Natsu, I'm really looking forward to the story arc. With dragons and the dragon slayers, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm excited for it. So that's the all the main um, character arcs. So let's go talk about the final arc for just a little bit. So the final arc for season one is a pretty dang impactful one. So we have Roxas. Now as Roxas is he has a, he's a member of Fairy Tale. He is Motorov's um, grandson. He's gonna be the next in line after Motorov um, retires. But here's the thing, he thought that the guild was was um he thought the guild was getting weak and that uh, he decided to create a competition and basically destroy Magnolia so he can give up so Martrov can give up his spot so he can give hand the guild over to him because he thought the guild was going soft and this whole final arc was mostly fighting and it was really well done um so one side character got a big awesome boost which I'll talk about later like I said I decided to divide them into categories especially with side characters um what else what else what else what else so anyway so then we get the final arc the final fight Roxas was about to destroy a lightning thing above the city which he was threatening to blow up the city one of the fairy tale guild members um, destroyed that plan so Roxas decided to do a very powerful magic spell, which can basically kill everybody in everybody in that town, even believe so. Which it didn't work. So at the end of the final arc, what all Roxas did, Martorov kicked him out of the guild, even though he didn't want to, because he cared about his grandson. And um, that's how the story arc and the season ended with a pretty cool fight sequence between Gajil. Natsu and Roxas, where Roxas is also another Dragon Slayer, but Lightning this time, which was also another awesome fight between Roxas, Natsu, and Gajil, which is even more cool. So like I said, the Dragon Slayers are so damn interesting. I'm actually looking so forward to what that's going to be planned for the future. But anyway, so I'm going to do a conclusion. I'm going to might as well combine this all together on the conclusion on the main cast of characters. So overall, what about the main cast characters? Grey, Lucy, Urza, Natsu, and Happy. All of them are freaking awesome. Um, I think the bond that the four of these have throughout the show, it draws it forward. 
drives a Ford. I can't, I enjoy when these four or five, including Happy, are on screen. It is, it is phenomenal, and I love every second of it. Um, I love all these characters to death. Um, they, all of them are, are funny, but also all of them can be serious and show emotion and care about their friends at the same time. So, overall, I love the main cast characters, dude. I love them to death. So, amen to that. <sighs> We're almost done here, guys. Next is side characters. side characters um there are several here um i'll mention several i'm not gonna mention all of them because the main problem i think the thing main thing is fairy tale there's a lot of characters here a lot of characters i'm gonna mention at least five to six at least i'll try to the first one i'm gonna introduce you to is juvia i don't like her i think the main problem is she's she looks gray, and it is kind of funny the first few times when she freaks out over gray and stuff. But it gets really annoying um, with Juvia. I don't like her. She's very annoying. At first, she was kind of cool, you know, with the water, um, water magic and stuff. I really look. She, she was cool. I think her fascination with gray just—I don't know. To me, it's very, 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 very annoying. It is funny, but at the same time, I don't care for her. Maybe she can grow on me later on. But I don't really care for her right now. That's a, kind of a, a weak spot for me. Because of this of fairy tale so far as Juvia. Well, at least the first season. Um, so, Juvia. Eh, maybe she can grow on me later. Um, let's see. Well, I'll give her one thing. At least she cares about her friends. She cared about Lucy. Um, in the Tower of Heaven um, arc. At least she cared for her. And for her i'll give her that but her fascination with gray is kind of really really annoying um now celestial spirits um this was kind of a interesting thing a lot of you don't like the celestial spirits i thought they were kind of interesting one particularly that got my attention and had me tear up was sorry about the loud noises um was um was Leo. Um, he was a, a member of the Fairy Tale Guild. And you keep getting flashbacks of a woman popping up randomly. He said, Who is this girl? What's going on with Leo? Um, what's going on with him? He, he was a celestial spirit framed for killing his master, which that is forbidden for a spirit to do. A spirit is supposed to be in a contract with a master and you can't murder, murder their master. If they do, they're banished from the celestial world and they just fade out of existence they'll be gone completely gone completely so you have a little story arc with him and lucy trying to save him and it hit why she he got framed for a murderer is because his master at the time was a complete bitch she treated all the spirits like shit she leo took a stand against her he didn't kill her no she took on a job that was way she's way in overhead on a job and she got died in the field because of that and he didn't he wasn't out there to help her which he didn't murder her he just got framed from the murder when he wasn't his fault so you kind of 
um, you kind of feel bad for him because he just got framed for, for doing nothing. And Lucy Betty's here ending up saving him, and she ended up being contracted with him. So here's how the Celestial Spirits work. I'll go into this a little bit. Celestial Spirits have to be contracted with a Celestial Wizard in order to be brought into the human world. Um, and they had to, and the Celestial Wizard has to have a key to open the gate for them to open into the other world. You get my meaning? And, and, uh, and that's how they do contracts and stuff. Now, spirits can also can also help out their master without being summoned, because I think the spirits can notice if somebody cares for them, and ultimately they will help their master if they like them enough, and um, that's really quite quite cool. I think such spirits are a quite interesting concept. So Leo specifically was really really cool. Um, but is my favorite side character? No. Um, I got two more and I'll put above him, but he's not that bad, honestly. Gajil. <laughs> oh, man. Gajil's a badass. And here's the thing. I really, like, enjoyed his character. At first, he was a complete douchebag. But later on, he was actually a pretty cool character. He actually... He don't speak a whole lot of words, but he does help his friends out in the end. He can become a part of fairy tale towards the end of season one and, and heading into season two so um he was a pretty cool character and he is very very powerful as well he's also a dragon slayer he he is a metal dragon slayer he breathes metal magic and he eats metal in order for him to replenish his energy or magic energy same with um Natsu in order to not to get powered up he has to eat fire and all that, which is really, really cool. And Gajil is an awesome character. He is my second favorite um, side character in this series so far. <sighs> now, I'm going to mention three characters here. And the arc is good. I like the overall story arc. But I don't think the characters are that, are that great individually. But when they're together, it's great. But individually, they're kind of like Luster. They, um... Rosanna, Mary Jean, and Offman, the the um, the family. I don't think individually they're not that special, but I think in terms of a collective unit, as a story arc together, it is well done, and I think it's really really good. Um, I think um, the so the story here. So Rosanna is a love interest to Natsu. At one point, she was the one who helped raise Happy. Um, so here's the story arc with this. She, her, she, her sister, and her brother went off to go go went off to on a contract. Well, her brother Offman, he he excels in beast magic. Beast magic is he can transform to any beast, and sometimes he can't control it. Unfortunately, when they're on a contract, he lost control of the of the beast, and he killed his little sister. Which was so heartbreaking, and so heartbreaking, because she, like, she smiled and treated everybody um, equally. She was a sweetheart, and he killed her, and he didn't mean to. He felt so bad, because he didn't mean to. He has no control of his emotions or his mind. When he develops into the beast, he can't, he can't control it. And he killed her, which he didn't mean to do, which was so heartbreaking. 
and it 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 the chemistry the 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 emotions that you feel between Mary Jane and Offman after their sister died it was so impactful because you can tell that Offman really didn't want to do that because he got on the beast mode and it he couldn't control it and it, it, I like I said individually their characters are lackluster but in terms of the story arc for this one particularly it was well done really well done um, now Offman is okay now Mary Jane she doesn't do very much she's the barmaid or a bartender I should call it she serves drinks here's the thing though she had a little bit of spot towards the end of the season when remember I mentioned the final arc with her and um, all fairy tale members <coughs> fighting fighting to, to survive and all that well her brother was in trouble and he basically has asked it she fights and she is actually named the she-devil so what does that mean she has demon dark magic that she used to destroy her enemies she turns into a demon and just and does devastating magic it is so freaking cool like i loved that part of the season for me you know i think season one has great fight scenes but but um when she transformed into the demons it was so cool um it, it looked awesome so i'll give her i think i like her more than the other two um but she's okay by herself but when she goes into the sea devil now you better watch out i want to see that more and more often again hopefully in future seasons she'll be able to do that so for that it's pretty cool all right my favorite side character period which is Gajil, Jalal. so here's the thing about him and this is i don't know it is so compelling and interesting and intriguing he is his face pops up everywhere He's one of the wizards back in the fairy tale. He has faced Jalal. Then he, then he, then his his thing with the with the Tower of Heaven. Jalal is so compelling in terms of his backstory. It is so interesting, and his voice actor for him is top notch. Him tricking the magical council to launch a magical bomb. His idea to revive revive Zareph. Um. Like that was his idea, and he was at two places at once. He played a member of the council, and then he was in the Tower of Heaven at the same time. Basically, tricking like he was he had a twin, but no, it was actually him. He made clones of himself and said, Oh wow, this is really interesting. And I love his character design. Um, I love his character design, I love his voice actor, and he is so freaking interesting. I don't know why this is. Um, he is so compelling, and I hopefully will see more of him again, and I guarantee you will see him. I watched season two a little bit. Actually, I finished season two. Spoiler on that. But he does come up later, and it's really quite interesting. I, I like, Joel is one of my favorite side characters. He is so interesting, and hopefully we can see more with him now. His assistant is Ur's daughter, who believed who Ur believed was dead. No. That was um, Jalal's assistant that helped him with this plot. So, what's she doing now? What is she doing? What's her motive? She's do still doing things, and she joined up with a guild. 
But why is she doing that? What is her motive? What is her and her companion's motive is? We shall see for later seasons, but whatever it is, it's not going to be good. So overall, Jalal's story arc, Jalal's character, amazing. I like Jalal as a side character. He's my favorite side character with Kajio right behind him. So, awesome. Now, conclusion. I enjoyed Fairy Tale. I think the main problem with Fairy Tale is going to be my, one of my longest reviews ever because it is so jam packed in terms of content. <laughs> this is the first season, um, very first season. I looked up later seasons. I think another season is going to cause me problems. It's season seven. When we get to that point, guys, I will. When I'm done with season six, I'll explain what I'm going to do with that. I don't even know what I'm going to do with that right now. But I looked at season seven's episode list, and good God, I. This is for a 48 episode season. How the hell am I going to do an 89 to 90 episode season? When I get to that point, I will. But for I enjoyed the first season of Fairy Tale. I really did. I think it's paced very well. It was animated very well, and it the great main five main characters were great. Um, two great side characters with a uh, Joel and Gajil. Um, it was, it was, it was really quite interesting. It the world is cool with different kinds of magic. Um, like I said, it was well written. It's it has great humor to it, and when it gets serious, it actually gets serious. Good voice acting great main characters and two great side characters it is a really good show and i'm actually really happy i started watching it a great fighting music um i enjoy fairy tale season one the only problem i have is to me characters being introduced and it can get kind of bloated and juvia is really quite annoying overall i enjoyed fairy tale um season two will be coming up probably next two weeks I'm already finished season two. All I have to do is write notes and record it, and then I'll be ready to go. So, I'll see you guys later. Peace out, and see you in a couple weeks.